Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast. This is episode 23. Today's date is 5-30-2021. We made it back somehow. We did. Genius. Hope everybody's doing well. Yeah. I think our last one was the Rona on the River, which was like April, April, 1st of April, somewhere around there. And Kenny hasn't been on here since we just looked it up March something. It was episode 21. <clears throat> yeah. And that was on March the 7th. But in my defense, Rona on the River wasn't my fault. <laughs> it wasn't anybody's fault. It just happened. Let me see. <clears throat> me a lot of me cutting my voice out clearing my throat on this one just woke up like maybe 30 minutes ago on this one but at least i'm getting i take it in. you worked last night yes i did I slept all morning that was weird you kind of like just went out <sighs> and then came back yeah i muted my mic and tried to clear my throat a little bit more <laughs> That didn't really work very well. Okay. So anyway, of what I've been up to, actually, Kenny can go first. What he's been up to, and I'll come in. Well, uh, ever since Helly's over Apache Pass, I've had some things going on career-wise and all that other stuff. But man, I have been busy. Uh, life has definitely shown its face to me and uh, I've had several obstacles I've had to overcome and uh, a new direction that I've had to lay out from someplace that I worked at for 27 years and no longer there and so yeah I, I have had my hands full in the last few weeks That's so part of the being late on the podcast part of that has to do with me but um <laughs> Oh, I've been busy too. In fact, uh, yesterday is the first time I got out and flew since Heli's over Apache Pass. You're one up on me then. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, it was well needed. I met a, a buddy of mine uh, over at the Highland Lakes field, which is a local field to me in Kingsland. And we flew, I think it was right at four o'clock whenever we left. Yeah, we had a great time. The weather was perfect. Blue skies, no wind to speak of. It's light breeze, but yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Awesome possums. And you? Yeah, I've been about the same. I'm trying to work on a work schedule change that's been in the works for probably three months now. So it has, still hasn't taken effect. But I think I think they say next month I'll be switching to the front end of the week and. Maybe job responsibilities changing just a little bit, but there's no said in stone data or facts on it. So just keep waiting. Eventually I'll just make a, a move and get rid of working on the back end of the week, which I hate. It just makes going to events and flying and such really, really difficult. Yeah, family's been good. Cars have been good. Got my daughter a car, so got that paid and done and 
about it. Lots yeah, we went. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we ended up buying another vehicle uh, here recently. Um, and it's, you know, we bought a used vehicle. I haven't bought a used vehicle in, geez, I bet 30 years. <laughs> this has been a long time. But I bought I've a used bought a new one. <laughs> I'm I'm tired of paying the price for new ones. But I don't know if you if anybody out there has, has gone out and paid attention to used cars here lately, but oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been it is crazy. My main vehicle, we have a 2018 uh, Ram Eco Diesel, and that's what I use to pull my camper with. And I have a little cargo trailer. And anyway, it's technically, it's been my wife's truck for commuting back and forth to work for a long time because I've always had a company vehicle uh, until recently, which I no longer have a company vehicle. But <laughs> when I bought that truck... It wasn't a cheap truck, and but when I bought it, you know, I financed X dollars, and and uh, I've had it for about two and a half years, and the gentleman, uh, one of the guys, the general manager, uh, he he works at a different place now. Anyway, long story short, they offered me more money than what I paid for the truck, and I have forty three thousand miles on this truck. It's two and a half years old, wow. and they offered me more money than what I paid for it. That's just ridiculous. that's crazy. It's a crazy market right now. Very crazy. Anyway, long story short, I told <clears> him, <throat> nope, ain't happening. Yeah, if it had been me, I'd have been like, how many of them do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go get no. the title. No, because you have to, they're not coming down on prices on vehicles right now. Of course, the vehicle market is just. I don't know if they're ever going to come back down. It, it's in the crapper at the moment. Yeah, luckily I bought one just before that whole situation kind of blew itself up. It was, yeah, it, yeah, was yeah. it was starting to get there, but not as bad. But yeah, that's about all I've been up to. I had nothing crazy, nothing spectacular, just. Oh, frog and toad going to work, coming home, trying to get some flying and stuff in. So on this episode, we're just going to go over Apache Pass stuff, which just kind of hit some of the highlights on it and stuff, since we had such an awesome time out there, kind of go over some stuff and what we've been doing since then for main topic stuff. And then hopefully next episode, we can get back onto some actual decent main topics besides just saying what we've been doing uh, it'll be fine but yeah um before the event i ended up picking up an omp m1 i don't know what the reasoning why i picked one up i can't remember what the mental aspect of why i bought one because you tried one out at roanoke uh, oh yeah yeah roanoke yeah. is that right roanoke yeah roanoke it was rona on the river i forgot the actual rona on the river and you tried one out that didn't cost you any money. That's what it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then that one, we ended up crashing, but we were giving it away at the event, so I ended up having to fix it. So they sent it home with me to fix. And then after I fixed it and was trying it out some, I ended up wanting to buy one for myself. Because it's just, I've I've done this before where, like, I fly your helicopter or 
anybody else's helicopter, you can fly it and and you can get a feel for it. But until you have one of your own that like you can just crash and not worry about, then it it just takes yeah. a whole different feeling and aspect to it from where it was. That makes any damn sense. It does. So anyway, so anyway, I picked one up before the event, and the darn little thing flies extremely well. I'm extremely surprised on how how well it flies. Uh, I ended up picking up, and I found so when I had the one I was trying to fix, I ended up finding a a place by my house, like at the back of a park where people don't actually walk, and that's semi mode but surrounded by trees, kind of a secret spot now for me to go fly, and it's like. Three minutes away from my house, and I picked up a, a nine bot s mini Segway type thing for uh, to go over there and for events and stuff like that. So it's worked out really well. Where I can backpack up and take five to eight batteries right over there with my headphones on and get some flights for four or five minutes and thirty minutes, and then drive back home and charge my stuff up and go back out if I want. So so. On the M1, that's you're you're flying that many times when you go out there. Is that right? Yeah, but the flight's about a two minute flight. <laughs> right, and so the, is the M1 actually good enough to take the place of a regular model that you can still progress and learn things and get a feel for what an actual maneuver would be? I I believe. Okay, that was a two part question. The first part, can it take the the place of a real model, let's say an Oxy three or a 450 or 550 or something like that. No, it's it's not it's not going to take the place of an Oxy three. I've I've looked at the Oxy three and the M two stuff, and I have two of them right now sitting beside each other, trying to see what size comparison it was. So mm -hmm. I don't believe it's going to take the place of it. On the second part of that question. Is it going to help me progress? On that side, I would say yes. Uh, the model does do maneuvers like the regular helicopter. But where I'm flying is there's probably two foot high grass. And all I have to do is hit throttle hold and then go pick it up. So I'm starting to do a lot of stuff that I normally wouldn't do. Like the other day I was doing left hand pyro flips and left hand like Mobius maneuvers, like left rotation, mm -hmm. which is not normal for me to do. I've done them on the sim a little bit, but I've never really done them in real life. And I'm starting to put that into that flight routine practicing. Awesome. So it does help. I also ordered uh, some tail blade nuts, probably from China. It's probably going to take it six months to get here, but I found some CNC like nuts for the tail instead of the small Phillips head screw. Damn mosquitoes in here. So those will come in. Um, Ashton get, gave me back his OMP M2. I've been, he had a V2. So his is a OMP M2 V1. And it, he right. had a, he had a V2 flight controller on it and not on it, but he had bought a V2 flight controller for like $45. So, I ended up soldering that up and got that installed and went to test fly it. And the model felt really weird, almost like the V1. It just, 
in weird maneuvers, it would do very different stuff. Like, I'm not giving inputs and it would do something. So, ended up doing a little bit of research on the V2. So, his flight controller's early 2020 V2. And the early 2020 V2 flight controllers didn't have what they call tally. Uh, it's, man, what is that nomenclature actually for? I'd ask you, but I know you don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it. You'll understand when I get there. Okay. Tally's a uh, nomenclature. Man, I wish I could find this, what it stood for. Oh, there it is. Saw it in the comments. All right. There it is. Let me drop this in here. Text is going to be crazy big. And finally found it. Tally stands for Torque Assisted Left Yaw. So what Tally does, the, I was when I was in weird orientation maneuvers where um, I wasn't applying any cyclic to it, or when I was in maneuvers and I was mid-pitch and like was in a fall or something weird, the helicopter would just pirouette on me. Almost like it wasn't blowing out, but it felt just really, really weird. Right. So anyway, in some somewhere in the early 2020, uh, somebody or... OMPM1, there's a whole story behind how this came to be, but neither here nor there. So they added this tally, which is torque-assisted left yaw. So what the helicopter does, if you take the blades off of it and you spin the helicopter up, if you push the rudder to the right, the motor spins, right? Right. If you push the yaw stick to the left, the motor stops. And that's all it can do. What tally does is when you give left rudder, the head speed increases to give you left yaw control or a left yaw assisted type of thing. Does that make any sense? It does. I I actually I'm familiar with that. I kind of figured that's the direction that you were going, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. So I don't know if the V2 you had had this or not. Uh like to find out if it did or didn't or does or i don't know uh anyway if you don't have this you can send it in for free and they'll update it to the tally system currently i'm trying to figure out i need to email tonight on it and see if or where i need to send this to i need to email omp and see if i can send it to them or who i can send it to to get it updated you can't do it yourself at this time but anyway the, the v2 flight controller you have options to program just like the m1 does where you can set the agility and the tail rotation rate and x y or z gains and stuff so i'm interested because i've i've wanted to get an omp m2 and i still might pull the trigger because they have some july 4 cells and i may buy the explorer version because i can pick the explorer up I think they're on 10, 10% off for 250 bucks. And Explorer just has some pl plastic head grips and the motors aren't colored, which I actually like having the motors black so I can switch the canopy without having to change the whole color frame stuff out. But anyway, <clears throat> that's the OMP stuff. 
I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. I've crashed and broken stuff, but nothing super major at this point. Yeah, you know, interesting enough, enough. I have the Logo 200, the, the uh, Mikado version. That model blows out almost at a whim, and and I never really have figured out why it's doing that. Yeah, I, I had felt that with both of yours, which Ashton has the one of yours and the other one you sold or gave away. But I th- on Ashton's original one, I believe I had the the... I'd taken the blades off originally to do the binding and everything, and I didn't. And so then I put the blades back on, and I'm almost ninety five percent sure that I put the tail blade on upside down without knowing it. So I've resolved that problem, but now I'm trying to tune the other part of it. Well, it's it, <sighs> like on mine. Uh, I looked at that yesterday before I flew it just to make sure that I was in the right direction. And uh, the M1 does not blow out. Uh, actually, I haven't been able to get it to blow out, but I was doing something you know, like stupid. And, but anyway, I looked at the M1 and just compared that one to the Logo 200, and they're the same. I got to work on that. Yeah, I, it's kind of the goal. Is the OMP M1 will blow out, but uh, the two or three times I've had it completely blow out and it just pyros to death, and I hit throttle hole, go pick it up. Every time it's done that, the tail blade is bent. When I not the tail blade itself is bent when I go to pick it up. It's almost like it's it's loading it so much that it just bends the blade. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if that's just dumb luck or when I crash the blade's hitting the ground and that's why it's bending. But I'm interested to to see if. To see how that happens. I did switch the tail blades to a pink or purple tail blade. So uh, I still wish they would come out with a laid carbon fiber tail blade for the M1 and M2. I believe that would help dramatically. Yeah, but it may it, it may break the first time it touches. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with replacing them. Anyway, my, my whole goal is to try to get an M2 that flies as good as the M1 does. Which, I don't even know if that's actually possible. Because <clears throat> the M1 is, is really good, and it's good in light wind. When it's windy, it's not really that fun. So I'm trying to see if I can get an M2 that can handle wind a little bit better for practicing at my secret squirrel spot. If that makes any damn sense at all. Also uh, picked up a ISDT Nano. It's the smallest—I wouldn't say the smallest ISDT that they make, but it's a. I believe it's a 200 watt. Hold on, let me not lie to anybody. I don't want to lie to anybody about this. I believe it was 200 watt. Yeah, so it's a about two inches by two inches by two inches square. It's a 200 watt. 8 amp charger. So my goal for this is when I go to my secret squirt hole spot, I'm going to build a little mooch case that holds a 6S5000 or two 6S5000s and use those to power the charger to charge my M1, M2 oxy battery type stuff. Cool. The goal. The Airwolf I finished finally. I wouldn't say finished, but I got it flying. And... Gonna start on the Sky Crane next. I 
have the website up currently. I haven't downloaded it or started printing on it. I do have a uh, silver gray PTEG that I'm going to print this in. Um, we'll see. It's going to be another four-month project. 470L guts and cutting so forth and so on. But <clears throat> the Airwolf turned out really, really well. I flew it at the helis over Apache Pass probably six or seven times. Did you fly it upside down? No. The, <laughs> the, the, you the were goal... supposed to do that on Saturday. It was a little windy on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't flown it upside down. I believe it will hover fine upside down. Just need to, to do it. But it flew really, really well. I was I was surprised how well it flew. And then the other thing, I was surprised how much enjoyment I got from flying it. Um, I've never been a scale guy. I've, it's just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I enjoyed flying it more than a lot of stuff that I had that I flew out there. So, so how much did that thing weigh? I think it came in right at four pounds. It was a pound heavier than than a stock 470L is what it came in at. As far as oh, that's, that's significant. Oh, it, the thing weighs a ton. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a brick, but uh, it's a nicely shaped brick. Yeah, it's half a brick. She is shaped nice. She may not be heavy, but she's a uh, She's a looker. <laughs> yep. Uh, night blades are starting to stack up on me. Uh, after the event, I've got three sets I need to make currently. So I got the batteries ordered. Uh, Bill is bugging me currently on my phone. He was asking me if I was going to have them ready by Wednesday for Duncan or something. And I'm, I'm like, which, is that this coming Wednesday? Because <laughs> that's not going to happen. If it's next Wednesday, which would be, oh, would that be that would be the ninth. I might be able to get them done this week and shipped out. It doesn't take me long. It takes me about it takes me about two and a half hours a blade if I just sit down and do it. Probably less than that. But I need to sit down and actually just work on it. But I'll get those done. Um, and, yeah, one and, of those is for me. Yeah, and then a set for Kenny wants a 550 set. So, oh, slowly get on those. Um, I don't know about 700s. I've not been to this damn 700 row. I just can't fall in love with the 700 size. I don't know. I've been trying and trying and trying. And I flew the Galley X7FZ at the event. And I flew the piss out of it. But the whole time I'm flying it, I'm just scared to death. I mean, I've got. I got the shakes in my hands, and I don't know. It just didn't seem fun to me. Um, yeah, it was. It's just I don't know. We'll see. I've tried to sell the Gowie for I think it was like three hundred fifty bucks or something like that. Oh my, go away! <laughs> Is that your phone or mine? Yeah, it was my calling. <laughs> okay, but. I don't know. It's starting to come down to the price where I'm like, I'm just going to fly it until I crash the piss out of it. And then I'll just sell the electronics or I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I only have 
only have two 700, so it's not like I'm heavily invested in the 700 market, so. Yeah, I'm kind of like 700 broke. I don't, when I say not broke, but poor, I've, I've got, I've got a few. <laughs> and then I got new podcast shirts made. I got some black short sleeves and some black long sleeve shirts in, so. I think I still owe you some money for a podcast shirt or two. <laughs> it's only money. And well, then, yeah. Yeah, you uh, had yeah, some. Yeah, I, I need to send you some cash. You had some custom ones made. Kenny got one made for his for his wife, so. I don't even know if Yes, he I did. Even knows where those are at. So, I can do $15 plus shipping. I may have to vacuum pack them in a box that's the size of a two by two square <laughs> but if somebody wants one shoot me an email at the podcast email um and i'll i'll get with you on it and we'll figure something out and if i don't have the size i'll try to find the size or get the size for you yeah so everybody needs to get a podcast shirt yeah eventually i'm going to ch- change the graphic <laughs> if i can ever and the pod- podcast shirts are actually pretty comfortable they're it's a softer material it's not a hard scratchy material that some t-shirts are in they're not shirts yeah the the gray ones well the long sleeves are really nice material the long sleeves have a really really soft material the short sleeves are okay but they're not as good as the long sleeve ones anyway if anybody wants one or wants to get with me i need to sell them i need to get rid of them so i can we're gonna do i'm going to make myself make a new graphic or slowly start working on one. We'll see. Other than that, that's about the gist of my three-month adventure. Hmm. Month or, and a half. Uh, yeah. Something like that. It's been a long time. long time. Oh, my feet up. Let's see. Uh, I have had an MSH380 that uh, I got from Richard. How long ago did I, did I get that from you? Mm. It's been a while. It has been a while. I don't know exactly. Probably three to what? four months. I finally got that up and running. It, it is flying now. Um, and that one is a little bit different. Uh, when I built that model, the I put MKS servos in it. It's the only servos I like to run. But... Uh, that model, I set it up with uh, an MSH brain, uh, which I don't typically use. I set it up with a YGE 65 LVT ESC. And uh, <clears throat> I also set it up on a free sky radio and did the whole OpenTX uh, setup with it. Is that on your radio master or is that on? No, that is not on the Radio Master. That oh. is on the traditional OpenTX. Uh, Free Sky, actual. Free Sky. Or I'm sorry, Free Sky. Whatever it is. Nine, yeah, 9XD, I think. Um, Ask any types to look up the exact name of what radio he currently has. <laughs> I, I believe it's, I know it's a 9X. Anyway. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
uh, that model is up and running on the on OpenTX and you know the Free Sky radios. Those those are the traditional like JR ninety three hundred three style radio case uh, using the OpenTX uh, software. You know, there's a lot going on whenever you're when you start setting up one of those models. And a friend of mine has helped me out quite a bit and helped me cross that threshold. Uh, and for the most part, uh, I understand it. Um, what's available to that radio is amazing. It, it truly is. What it can do uh, with the model, I mean, think of it and there's a way to get it done. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot for me to take in. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, once you get one set up, then copy and paste, you know, set up a new model, copy the model over to a new model, rename it, and then you're just changing some fundamental things. Yeah, as soon as you, you get the baseline set up done, then it's... Right. Then Now now you're adding things that you want to add, you know, and... and yeah, a little... The, little... the next evolution for me is getting the... the almost fell out of the chair. <laughs> the next evolution is getting the telemetry operational. And um, the YGE on FreeSky, it requires a, uh, uh, a Texi adapter um, in order to upscale the, the, the language or the protocol coming out of it. I don't, I don't know how all that works. Uh, but it requires another piece for it to work. And it's a little on the pricey side, which is a little bit discouraging. Um, now the brain, you can go directly from the YGE telemetry output, the signal line into, I believe it's the number five, it's not channel. There's a, there's one that, that's named four, five, and six and you put it in the number five and then that's the telemetry input. You just have to activate it in the YGE and on the brain. Yeah, that's I've, the same as uh, Hobbywing or something like that. Yes. You run it in the signal channel of- channel Correct. Signal input five. That That is correct. But the model flew great, I mean, you know, I had so, uh, some things that I needed to adjust. I still need to go in there and up the gains a little bit and make some tuning adjustments in the brain. You know why it flew really good, right? Because you built it. <laughs> Damn it, you so almost stole my thunder. <laughs> I was going to get you on that one, I thought. I know. But yeah, it, it flew very good. It was a lot of fun to fly yesterday. In fact, besides the M1... That's the only model I flew is the 380. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't bring anything. Well, I take that back. I brought the buddy that I have, but I never even charged a battery for it. I just charged battery after battery after battery for the M1. for the uh, MSH 380 or the XL MSH. And I flew that because I'm trying to get get used to it and and understand the radio a little bit more. I was tuning the head speed and cabot. Yeah, Man alive, that thing flies good. It really does. And so I am just completely stoked with it at the moment. And so I've got 
another project that I won't talk about right now. I've got another project that's on the table that I'm probably going to switch gears a little bit and go with that, the Free Sky Radio, and get number two in the air. And then uh, I'll go from there. You know, it's, I want a couple of models that's that's up and running with it and then so I can get a good feel for it. And like you, Richard, it's I've come to a point in time and, and maybe this changes and, you know, I look at this differently in, at another day. But right now, I really like, I'll call it a 600 size down and down model. The 700 size models, they're fun. You know, they got a lot of power and, and I have some and I'll, I'll continue to fly them, but probably not as much as I'm going to fly the other models. So anyway, that's project number one that I completed and it's operational. Project number two, I completed. It's operational, but I can't fly it yet. And that is the 580 Nitro. Oh, yeah. No so, idea why you can't fly it. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard's doing me a favor. He, uh, I don't know where he got this design from, but oh, it's on Thingiverse. It's on Thingiverse. Okay. Yep. So it's a. Uh, you want to talk about that since that's your dis- your your thing oh, no. that you're doing? No. So we had the Makita adapter for the Dynatrons. Mm-hmm. And that's a great setup. It's super easy if you have a bunch of Makita batteries that are worth a crap. Unfortunately, in my defense, all my batteries were old and crappy. And when you would get to the field and the battery was dead, there was no way to charge it. If you had to charge it, you had to take this brick of a thing out to the field every time when you take your nitro, just in case, X, Y, or Z. So anyway, somebody designed this Dynatron 3D print. There's a whole bunch of different versions of it, but this version holds the battery in the back end of it and it's just big enough for an old oxy 3 battery a 4s 1300 or 4s 1500 so i printed that and i've made one for me i've made one for mike now made one for kenny it's just an easier setup when the battery's dead or you you go to the field and the battery's dead it's just an xt60 4s lipo you plug it in your charge case you're gonna have at least a small charger out there if you're taking just nitro so you just charge it up it just works it's it's just a better i like the makita adapter system but in my case this works better I, and i do too but the last battery i bought and i've i've got relatively a new battery for the makita uh, you know and they don't sell the nicads anymore you have to buy lithium but it was a freaking hundred bucks <laughs> that battery was a hundred bucks and uh, I, you know, I it's sh- just stupid <laughs> i don't want to spend a hundred bucks for something that you can go out and buy a lipo for 35 dollars if that 20 bucks. if that get one off of amazon probably for half that yeah you pick up a crashed one or an old one that doesn't yeah. fly well it doesn't put out the amps use it as your starter and so Richard's got my starter at the moment, and I can't start mine. Uh, so one of the guys that's going to be listening to this podcast after we're done, uh, I won't mention any names, Mike, <laughs> was supposed to hook up with me today, Mike. Uh, this was a last-minute thing, Mike. 
and he said he was all in and he was going to bring a starter and we could get my 580 nitro started and and uh, get it rolling mike and uh well mike didn't show up he decided that mowing his lawn was more important than flying keep telling him get some damn goats <laughs> done with it. <laughs> i know uh anyway what we need is to find a a dog that'll eat grass. That be well, great? I got a dog that eats grass, but unfortunately, he leaves landmines behind. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's. I guess that'll be the downside of the goat thing, is a yes, the fertilizer. So anyway, uh, also like uh, Richard, I've got a M1 that that model's a lot of fun. Uh, I will be setting that up as well on the Free Sky Radio, and I guess that'll be three models, and we'll see where where it goes from there. But uh, the M1, I did uh -huh. crash it, I but I it was something simple. I got it back together, and um, but I am surprised the M1, the tail on that thing, the tail authority is just impressive. It's just yesterday I wanted to do a pirouetting flip, try one with the M1. And at the last minute, I decided not to. I mean, that thing's like a little rocket on steroids. Why not? You should be left hand pirou flipping that thing, practicing. Wow. I guess. They're having a good time out there. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that next time. You can. Do it in the the spot. Well, what you need to work on it with is is don't fly it big air. You need to fly it 3D in the box and use it for that. Yeah, but everything I do is big air. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You need to practice, like, stop big airing it and start doing, like, TikToks or rainbows or don't do You're your normal right. stuff with it. Use it You're for right. what it is. It, it, it is cool, but... If you crash it, don't worry about it. And if you really crash it, then let me know and I'll fix it. Because I've pretty much ripped mine almost down to bare frame at this point. Yeah, my hands are a little bit on the big side. That that M1 is a little bit more challenging to work on. <laughs> it's challenging for me to work on. But parts are cheap. Yes, they are. And I've got quite a few parts. That's good to know in case I come across Actually... I've had parts from uh, Mikado USA for the Logo 200 on order since 426. Wow. There's a linkage set that was back ordered, and so they just nixed the whole thing. They haven't shipped anything. You just buy the M M2 links. They have to be the same. I don't know. Just buy the M2 links. Or if I make an order, I'll... No, I'm not doing that because I'll never be able to get it to you. Just like your starter. <laughs> <laughs> I will figure it out. We'll see. <clears throat> yeah, it's... I may actually come over to Austin tomorrow. We'll see. I'm going to be busy. And anyway, the last thing is uh, I traded for a SAB Fireball. 
And yes, this is your second one. Yes, this is my <laughs> second one. But I haven't done anything with it yet. It's just sitting on the shelf. That's good. Anyway, that's that's me. That's what I've been up to. Cool, Magool. That's good. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, get an M two. Man, I'm gonna have to go yell at these people out here. Cats are in the back porch, just freaking having a party. You can't say that about your wife and your daughter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. <laughs> anyway, it won't be that big of a deal. Oh, la, 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 la. So, Heli's over Apache Pass. Whew. I survived it. Not without some help and some support. <laughs> yes, you did. So, it was a long week. Um, man, man, it was a long week. So, Sunday, driving home from work, I'm... Kenny calls and pick up the phone. And I'm talking to Kenny, and Kenny says, "So when are you gonna mow the field?" And I'm thinking, "Oh shit, <laughs> really?" I was like, "Cause Kenny normally mows it on Saturday or Sunday, and this is Sunday, and he's asking me when I'm gonna mow it." And I'm like, "Whew, okay, now it's gonna be a really busy week." So, <clears throat> got hooked up with Jeff to get the key for the mower and X, Y, or Z, and talk to him. So got that planned out. So Monday, I had to go to Oklahoma with Ashton to go pick up a Urukai and look at a Banshee. So we went, uh, so I left Monday morning at 3 a.m. Austin and then drove to Oklahoma City, picked up the Urukai, looked at the Banshee stuff. It's, it's just a unicorn Banshee. It's a custom, all red, only one that was painted by the guy. Anyway. Ashton may end up buying it, but it's, he has to wait till next year to buy it. The Yurikai is a beautiful helicopter. I would almost say it's probably the most beautiful helicopter I've ever seen in person. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a work Did of art. Did he fly that? He didn't fly it at the event, but he flew it in Austin. So he's okay. hovered it around. He said it's pretty rock solid. <laughs> he said he's, he's he never had a helicopter that locked in, so. We'll see. Eventually, I'll get to fly it, and I may not 3D smack it, but I'm, I definitely want to fly a three-blade head again, especially a 700 size. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll do with the. Man, eh, I don't know. Anyway, so we went there and back. Got back to Austin about eight o'clock at night. Went by Jeff's house, picked the key up, talked to him for a little bit, and then uh, Tuesday went out and mowed for about five hours. Got everything mowed. Got back Tuesday night, and then my brother's son decided to come over and to my house, and the same time I'm supposed to be packing and getting ready for the next morning to leave. So me and him sat around and barbecued. I didn't do any packing. I didn't do anything at all. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I was way behind schedule at that point. So Wednesday morning, I get up and start packing, trying to pack my car. It wasn't going to happen. So I got my daughter's new, it's a Tucson. It's like a midsize SUV, small SUV. So start packing it and realize I can't fit it. I can't fit everything in here either. <laughs> I'm all, well, damn, what are my options? So ended up you bringing a U-Haul trailer, which I'll probably do again. 
Uh, it was about 15 bucks a day. It cost me like almost $70 for five days to have it at the event. So It's not bad. No, and it, I mean, it was well, well worth it. It made packing oh, a, lot, yeah. a lot easier. I mean, but, you think about it, it's a lot cheaper to do that than it is to even buy one. Mm, true, but if it's mine, it's customizable and I can sleep in it. And, ah. <laughs> Somebody scared me. Snuck up on me. Somebody, is that all I am? Yeah. Here, are you going to go to the store and get some juice? I can if you need me to. Yeah. I kind of put gas in my car, too, and I was going to yeah. kind of do that with y'all's card. Yeah, I'm sure. Sounds good. Hi, podcast. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, she can't hear. It's in the headphones. Dang it. Follow me on Instagram. No, it's in the <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at Kyra.Spiegel. <laughs> I'm plugging myself. I'm plugging myself. I need money for college, so my Venmo is Kyra. <laughs> um, actually, I need to look. I just got it fixed. My Venmo is <laughs> Kyra Dash Spiegel. <laughs> Pay me money, please. You're not going to get a damn thing. <laughs> anyway, a trailer would be cool. It would be customizable. I could sleep in it, or, you know. Have keep some of my stuff that I would have in the shop, or anyway, plausibly in the future I may get a. But as soon as I had the trailer, I started doing the first thing you do when you get more room, more stuff in a trailer. I just packed more stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I looked around. and I'm like, can I just hook up to my shop and just take the whole thing with me <laughs> at this point? But anyway, I got that packed and got out there Wednesday, so. Kenny showed up. Did you show up Wednesday late? No, I came Thursday. No, I was out there on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mike came on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, so we got out there Wednesday, the normal Wednesday, kind of packing, unpacking stuff, kind of getting the field laid out the way we want, and moving people around a little bit. But it was good. Did a little night flying, some spotlight flying. Nothing major, just pre-event set up and having a good time yeah wednesday when i got out there and got set up uh, i ended up I, I started up the barbecue pit and we cooked uh, hamburgers and some chicken and some other stuff if you remember <laughs> what's that supposed to mean <laughs> no it doesn't mean anything it's just I might remember it. <laughs> but yeah, it was Wednesday was good. It was good. And then Thursday kind of just rolled into the same thing. Thursday morning, got up, and it was no wind on Thursday morning. So I, I got up, and I started putting some, some flights in on the M, M1. Ended up crashing it and breaking it. Thursday morning, I think I broke it. What did I break? Oh, uh, I had a servo die out of nowhere. It would work, but didn't work, and worked, it didn't work, so I had a servo, so that was really a downer. I was I was kind of pissed. I was really pissed. But you had a servo. No, I didn't. <clears throat> I did oh, not have didn't. a servo. Um, okay. Uh, Tim ended up bringing an M1 out on Saturday for the competition. Okay. So that, that's how I got 
got that back flying. And actually just flew his. So Thursday was good. We got set up done. We had uh, Ralph showed up. Uh, we had a lot of people show up. I believe we had... I think we we started registration late Thursday just to just to if the people that were there could get registered, it saves us time and effort on Friday. Kind of gets us a head yeah. start on getting everything done. We actually sold some raffle tickets on Thursday, I believe. I believe so. It was it was a good start to the event. It got us some some money to be able to give people change and exchange stuff, and it, it just worked out really good. I, I think in the future we're going to continue to. To to do an an early registration on Thursday just to get everything started ahead of time. And people don't have to worry about doing it on Friday or wait till we start it on Friday. It's just just way easier. Yeah, and on this event, uh, we typically, most events is usually like a Friday, Saturday. We've been doing a Wednesday, show up on Wednesday, you know, non-official uh, but then Thursday start date all the way through. Yeah, so. it it takes a little bit more out of us because we have to take a little bit more vacation. But um, yeah, I just think it it gives an opportunity for people that that really want to enjoy the fun fly environment of hanging out and camping and having a good time, an opportunity before a whole bunch of people show up X Y or Z. Yeah, and I don't know what time that you guys went to bed during the week, but I know with me, yeah, I'm usually in bed by 10 or 10.30 because I got to get up early in the morning. I think the earliest I went to bed was <laughs> like 12.45 in the morning. And then it just, you know, it every night thereafter, it was later and later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think every night... I went to bed around 3 a.m. and I was up at 7:30 to 8. Yeah. So yeah, it it definitely knocked knocked me in the dirt <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and we were still cooking. I had the barbecue pit going till like 11, 11:30 sometimes. Yeah, it, def- it definitely was. It was a great time. So. Thursday night, Thursday night, I wouldn't say I let loose, but Saturday I let loose, but Thursday night, we were all having a good time. We had all, everything shut down, everybody's having a beer and messing around, and then at some point, Ralph brought his one wheel out, and so this is the skateboard style one wheel, and at this point, we probably shouldn't have been trying to ride a one wheel. (laughs) I know I shouldn't have been trying. I fell off the thing. I don't know how many times I couldn't ride it. I, Sloan was riding it around, and um, a couple other people were riding around. And uh, I think Mike missed all this. I think he already went to bed. And so Sloan yeah. Sloan decides to sit on it. I mean, you're supposed to stand on the thing, and there's a way that it turns on. So Sloan f- somehow figures out a way to sit on it. And he's sitting on this thing with his hands up on the front, his knees tucked up, and he's riding it around, and it's just funny as hell. It's a ball. So then I I try to do the same thing, and I keep falling off. I can't do it. It just I just I don't know. So I decide to lay on it like a worm, 
So I'm laying on it like a worm, just dragging my feet all around the field. And it's all dewy outside. I'm just completely soaking wet at this point. <laughs> it was, it, it was, we have some pictures and some videos and it was just a ball. <clears throat> it was a good time. It very, was. Very good time. I think, was it Thursday? I think Thursday it was, uh, I had my Segway out there and Sloan was riding around on my old scooter or something, just hauling ass in the dark with no light. And all of a sudden he, you hear Oh shit! And you just see him. He just jumps off of it, and you hear this crash. <laughs> and yeah, needless to say, uh, I came home with some bumps and bruises that I probably shouldn't have in places that you probably shouldn't get bumps and bruises. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you tried to run over me with the same Segway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on my but... right foot, and I you ended up digging a hole into my foot. <laughs> Yeah, may or may not have had too much of a good time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I think I drove an RC car into back of Sloan's foot, and he about he about came down my throat, <laughs> whooped my ass. <laughs> he was a little pissed off, <laughs> but he it was Ethan's car, and I was driving it, and. Ethan, the look on his face because he turned around and said something to Ethan like that, and then Ethan's like, "No, no, no, it's him." <laughs> oh, it was so fun. Um, so Thursday finished and Friday started early. Friday was pretty good. I, I forgot the pilot count on Friday. We may have got up to thirty pilots on Friday or something like, maybe high twenties or something like that. It was a decent showing. It was. Uh, the weather was really good. Uh, there wasn't really anything major weather-wise. It was just a great time. And then, so I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do as far as the fun fly that I set up in my head or rode out. or. But we did get Friday night night fly raffle. So that actually turned out um, pretty good. I, actually, it did. See, we, ha we had a lot of participation in that. Almost everybody that was flying a helicopter participated in the in the raffle. Yeah, it was. So we ended up with, I think we had around 20 pilots at that point. And I think at some point Friday night, I looked around and counted all the actual like registered pilots. And we had about 17 of the, we had a, a a good 90% of everybody that right. was a registered pilot out sitting in chairs, listening to music, flying. We had a little line set up. Um, it just worked out great. People, it was exactly what I had dreamt of happening. Everybody had a good time. We were, everybody was congregating. Um, Mike had his, his mom came out and his, and people, we had people with family members out. It just ended up being just an awesome fun time so we did one flight and you get a raffle ticket is what we did and we ended up getting what is it like 38 flights in or it was 48 flights okay for 48 flights. there was 48 total raffle tickets in the boxes <laughs> so it was one flight or one ticket per flight and it didn't make any difference what you flew uh I don't know. Did we give a, a raffle ticket for airplane? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, 
So it didn't make any difference what you flew as long as you you night flew. The night raffle the airplane, there was just one one or two guys that had an airplane and that would it wasn't much. Most of it ninety six percent, ninety eight percent of all the flying was was with helicopters. Yeah. Renee was out there, Renee flew at night. He flew once. Uh Jason Hunter was out there. He flew once. I mean, a lot of people that you normally wouldn't see out there night flying actually got in line and night flew. It ended up being really good. Yeah, and I flew five times. We actually had an epic crash. Um, Everybody thinks epic crash is going to be like a 3D heli. So we had a scale helicopter. Was that on? It was on Friday, right? Yeah. That was on Friday. Yeah, so we had a scale helicopter guy. I don't know his name. Michael, his last name starts with an R. Uh, he is a full scale pilot. He's done some R and D on uh, or testing on on the scale models as well. Yeah, so he he may have went into the dark a little bit farther than what he should, and was trying to fly by the nav lights, and something happened, and it got twisted around. Anyway, when you see a scale helicopter go in, it's a uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big affair. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. I felt bad for him. Yeah, I kind of get it with having the airwolf and such, but I've yeah. Anyway, so on a side note, on a good note, try to turn this back around. Man, I wish they would be quiet on that. Jeez. Um. So we had f- almost fifty flights, and then that's within what is it gets dark about nine. So. We did it nine yes. to nine to midnight is pretty much what we did at midnight. Uh, we had the raffle. Fat Boy Hobbies ended up giving us a OMP M1. This is the donor one that I was letting people fly if they wanted, and um, that was given away. We gave away some A Power batteries, and we gave away some some blades, some RJX yes. blades from Fat Boy Hobbies. So, thank those I think guys. The blades for, actually said Victor on them. They're RJX, but they're Victor brand or not brand. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're Named. RJ. Yeah, they're RJX blades. You can get anything you want written on them. Uh, there are some that I think there's some that said Fat, Fat Boy Hobbies or something. Anyway, we gave those away. Um, it was really good. Um, there was there's something that happens that's uh, that's a little bit different that I didn't realize actually happens sometimes at events, and I'm starting to realize this a little bit. Um, some sometimes people will will buy raffle tickets or a stretch or something like that, and they'll give that stretch away or they'll give raffle tickets away to the kids at the events. And I didn't I didn't realize that that this is I, I don't know if it's a thing or if it's just something that our guys in our area do, but it's it's cool it's it's a it's a way to give back to the kids in the hobby i i think it's a good idea for people at other events or other locations in the world um you know if you see kids at an event or something like that you realize that they don't have the money we have or you know x y or z so a good way to give back to the hobby is go buy a stretch or raffle ticket you're helping the event and you're helping the hobby grow yes. with getting kids more involved with it so i think ethan won the nightfly raffle 
he, he may have cut in line once or twice, but I started making him wait. <laughs> but he ended up with, I think, almost 12 tickets. But Yeah, it was people giving him tickets. But, yeah, people realized that, like, Renee gave him a ticket, Jason gave so people were flying and just given, they were flying to have fun, and people were given given the tickets away, which is which is what the whole deal was, the whole deal was about getting people out of their campers and enjoying watching other people fly. And it worked out. It worked out good. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, probably not that long ago, but when we used to go to uh, Mount Pleasant or different, different events, SRC, SRC, we would, there'd be a big group up at the flight line. And, you know, of course there's a lot of bantering going on with it. And there would be a line of us in, in behind and Bobby Barrows would be out there and you and I and Joe Duran and we, and, and some other people, and we'd be passing the candy bag around, you know, <laughs> chocolate candy bag and everybody's grabbing the candy. They'd pass the bag and they'd go to the next person. And yeah, uh, that, that was kind of my theme of like, I wanted to recreate, I wanted to recreate that. I wanted to, to take when people come to an event, yeah, they may be, maybe be there Thursday, they may be there Friday, Saturday, but like, I want Friday night, I want, when people show up to the event, I want them ready for Friday night. Like, when Friday night happens and the light towers get turned on, I want people with batteries charged, chairs ready to, ready to fly. It was my whole, like, let's make Friday night the event. Right. And, and that was really good timing, too, because... Uh, we haven't got to Saturday yet, and I know that, that we'll get there, but Friday was the day to fly. Oh, yeah. Weather was just beautiful. Grass was most perfect. <laughs> the grass was perfect. <laughs> it was even better because I didn't have to mow it this time. Yeah. So the one thing that screwed up my whole week that I didn't put on Tuesday. So I... I went out there to mow, and I get out there, and this is a brand new mower. I mean, it's got, it had two hours on the tick, brand new. <laughs> and it took me about 40 minutes to figure out all the interlocks and safety doodads just to get it out of the Connex. <laughs> I get it out of the Connex, and I, you know, mow a little strip, and I kind of, okay, I know what's going on. Let me get my headphones, and I look down, and I'm like, I don't have an ounce of sunscreen on me. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. I got a baseball hat on. I just got this thing unloaded. Crap. <laughs> well, I guess I'm just going to mow without sunscreen. So I started mowing. And about three hours in, I kind of looked down at my arms. This is a zero turn. So my arms are stuck out in the sun for three hours straight. <laughs> and I just completely smoked my arms. So for the whole week, I'm. I'm sunburned. <laughs> awesome. I started the week in the wrong foot for sure. That was it. There wasn't really much Friday night that happened. Uh, nothing crazy. Nothing really crazy Friday night. I believe we, I think Kenny said, was it Friday night when you woke up and the light towers were still on? Yes. Like we accidentally never turned them off. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Not funny, but funny. Anyway, we had a good time Friday night. Nothing crazy Friday night as far as shenanigans or nothing I can really remember. 
Yeah, the only hiccup that really happened is on Friday, we had made arrangements for light towers. Oh, I had yeah. made arrangements for light towers, that. you know, a couple of months in advance. And uh, so all the arrangements are made and, and the light towers are being delivered to the field. Well, on Friday morning, I hadn't heard from anybody, so I called to check on the light towers and uh, they completely nixed it um, and said <laughs> that some other things came up and that they couldn't do it. And it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, we, we, almost, we almost decided to not have light towers at almost. all. Almost. Almost. The whole night fly raffle pretty much was nixed for a little bit. Which really would have sucked. Yeah. And we made some phone calls and got a hold to some people. And then uh, Mike has a friend that works at one of the local Sunbelts. He called him up and said, hey, man, I need I need a couple of light towers. What can you do? They gave him a price. And then Mike and Richard went out and got them. Easy yeah, that, that was super lucky. I actually had a vehicle that could tow. Because norm, normally I just have a small car. I don't have a mid-sized suv even my mid-sized suv is a small suv with a four-cylinder in it but it actually worked out good it towed well yeah you had a vehicle that you could have used though yeah but we know the light tower jinx <laughs> yeah oh by the way was there a jinx on your return yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> anyway so that was friday Friday was good. If I could turn back time, I'd go back to Friday. Friday was good. Yes, most definitely. So Saturday came. Uh, Saturday got there way too early. Like I said, I think I, I, I was going to bed at 3 a.m. every every day. The last person standing. I always like to be like one of the last people awake or standing. I don't, just kind of my thing at events. I used to do that when I was younger. Like, I just... like. I, I want to be the last, like me and Carrie, we're always in this competition to see who's the last guy to, to stay awake. <laughs> and we'll both sit, we'll stand there in his trailer talking back and forth. And I don't know, Some sometimes I'm I'm standing there going, man, I really need to go to sleep. And I'm thinking, he's thinking the same thing. And at some point I go, hey, I'm done. You done? Okay, let's go to, go to sleep. <laughs> and we'll both go to sleep. But uh, anyway. So Saturday came. Saturday was we had some wins Saturday. We had to take some stuff down late, but we had a good turnout. Um we had a legend show up, which was awesome. We had Chris Boltinghouse showed up to the event. I kind of seen him on Heli Freak messaging like posting some stuff, so I sent him a message and he had forgotten about the event. So he So actually, why is he a legend? Oh. People know yeah, he's a legend. So Chris is the well, what was the one? So he was RC Today Show and uh, before all that, things that fly. Yeah, before that was all things that fly. Anyway, Chris Boltinghouse has probably done over two or three hundred episodes of podcasting and editing, and him and Bobby Barr are just legends in this area as far as like helicopter enthusiast type of thing. If at least to me, they are when. When I see them and I talk to them, they have the utmost respect that I have for them, if I said that right. Anyway, he showed up. A couple other people showed up that we haven't seen in a while. Blue Helis. 
Um, Mark CC showed up. There was a whole bunch of people that showed up that I haven't seen in in a while and talked to. Mm, Flurion showed up on Saturday. Did some some. It's just beautiful to watch him fly. It's just yes, it is. So Flurion, if people, so I know with the whole Augie thing and the learning of fly and everything, but Flurion, when you people watch him fly, and, and he, he's not smack pilot. He he actually said he wants to learn how to fly smack, but he said he spent two years learning every orientation and getting proficient at every orientation. So when you see him fly, he he he's he's got it dialed down. There's there's nothing that he can't do. I would say as far as like flight and orientation and so forth and so on. Um, he he flies a shape S eight. He actually has a uh, new in the box kit one also, and he yeah, flies uh, seven hundred seven hundred aligned nitro. Yes, the one hundred five. Super cool to have him there. What else happened Saturday? So I was gonna do competitions, and I had this whole thing and posted the thing, and it got windy. And I'm gonna try next year to try to do something a little bit better with that comp- competition wise, and but. We went through with the micro limbo competition, and it was it was blowing about twenty miles an hour, I think, out yeah, there. Yeah, it was. And we ended up getting about seven people. It was Chris Boating House. Let me see. It was me, you, Mike, Chris, Mike, Chris Boating House, Ethan, Jeff. Uh, uh, Starts. It's PH. Yeah, he was with the quad, right? He was with the quad. He, he's the guy that works for Curtis Youngblood. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he does. And then I think one other person. Anyway, it was blowing twenty miles an hour. We got it set up, and um, I did the first one and went through and and made it through. And I mean, we had it up probably six, seven, eight feet high or something like that. So it was yes. pretty easy. Um. Mike made it through, and then uh, Chris Poultinghouse ended up crashing. But now, he, he, now he made it through on his first one. Did he make it through on his first one? I thought, I he, thought he did. I think he crashed on the first one, and then he went and got his mini proto. So he crashed, but he didn't. He, he did a redo. Yeah, you had three. Because you had three shots. Yeah, you had three shots, and he he crashed on the first one. So he went back and grabbed his mini Protos, and by the time we got through everybody, he was back in line and he had it ready. So he made it through, and then we lowered it. And we, when I say we lowered it, we ain't doing this all day. I lowered it. I lowered it down to about two and a half, three feet off the ground. Probably. It was pretty darn low. So we go back through it. Actually, no, 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 no. So, Chris Boltinghouse crashed, and then he went and got his mini protos. And when he got his mini protos, that's when he he caught the line, because we still had it high. I'm almost certain. <laughs> so, anyway, the the coolest thing ever happened on this. So we have the line out, and I've got streamers taped to the line. And Chris Boltinghouse comes by, and he's inverted. And he he somehow catches the skids on the line. And the line, almost like a rubber band, you can almost hear it like, 
and then it, it, it you're just waiting for the helicopter just just wrap itself up and explode. <laughs> yeah, and it pushed him backwards. <laughs> it just pushed him straight backwards. <laughs> it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And if and that's on video, <laughs> yeah, was it uh, who was it uh, the food Taba guy? Oh God. Nick. Yeah, so so Nick Maxwell on Facebook posted that he's watched it like twenty something times and he still can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I it's almost deja vu for me. I it, I have a deja vu like I've like I saw that before somewhere. But man, it was just a, it was just amazing. For one, it was amazing to see it actually happen in real life. For two, it was amazing that it just didn't ball itself up and just eat itself. And three, I, it was Chris Boltinghouse. <laughs> so I've seen that happen one other time, except it balled itself up afterwards. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you were out there. It's it's when I was out at ARCA and I'm flying the EMV Nitro and I'm doing oh. this great big hurricane. And... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite a rope. <laughs> it wasn't quite a rope. It was a, a, a metal string. <laughs> A metal rope. We call them power lines. <laughs> yeah. And you saw the whole thing stretch and then oh. the model go backwards. <laughs> Except uh, th there was some, sig there was significant damage yeah. out of that one. Yeah, that was. Uh... Now, and, and the thing that's really cool is, is uh, I've known Chris a really long time. And, and, you know, of course, I've been on the podcast with him as well. And, and Chris is, he, he's one that he likes small models. He, and he buys, you know, unicorns, things that you just don't see on the, on a daily basis. And, and he's a good pilot, you know, but he's never, he's not necessarily been that, that 3d pilot, the, the, the stuff that you see, but he is a good pilot. And he's had a lot of things going on in his life and he still flies, but he doesn't fly near as much as like what I do by any stretch. Correct. But he's, he's good at what he does. He knows what he can do and he's smooth at it. Very true. So that happened. We lowered the thing down. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think I made it through that time. I think everybody kind of made it through that. Yes. To the drop. Well, there's one guy that that that, that quit. Um, I think he had a mechanical failure. So, <laughs> so I think that's what he he called it was a mechanical <laughs> failure. Should we mention names or not? Yeah. <laughs> we won't yeah. mention any names, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was funny because <laughs> the whole time he was just saying. Oh, I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. I was like, "Come on, you can't quit." He was like, "I have a mechanical failure. I can't do it." Uh, it was. It was really windy. People don't realize we're flying micro. I mean, it was up to 380 size, is what I said. Yeah, and it's 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 windy. The little M1 was trucking. I mean, you had to have it tilted over to make it do anything. It was a challenge. Yeah, it, it definitely was challenging. So I I made it through all the way to the last one and I was almost through. Oh, and the 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 next thing was is that you had to except for Ethan, everybody else had to pass under it inverted. Yeah. 
So I I had made a rule. So if 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 it, if you were a new person, you weren't comfortable with inverted flying, you could fly it right side up. Ethan so, actually ended up crashing out on it. Which, yeah, but he had, he was practicing before. I was trying to keep him from practicing because he I, I figured he was going to be the guy that won it, just because he only has to do it right side up and he flies the M1 in auto level. So, but he ended up crashing out, which was good. Um, um, he, he was kind of really bummed about it, but um, sometimes in life you have to fail. So it was good. Yeah. It was good for to to see him crash and not be able to. He was a little bummed about it, but <laughs> let's say the not the last time, but the the time before the before I'd crashed the, the on my previous turn. Instead of going on the opposite side of the the line, I actually flipped over on the right hand side of the line, and I let the wind push me across. Yeah, it didn't matter what direction you went from. So right. I think my last one, I just full sent it. I pretty much came down when full speed inverted and tried to make it and I crashed out and the M1 went cartwheeling, cartwheeling away. <laughs> and then we had, I think the, the last two, we had the 3D quad guy, which I won't let him ever play again. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Boltinghouse. And they both made it through in... At this point, I've got it about a foot off the ground, maybe less than a foot. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to go through it at this point. And Chris Boltinghouse, with his his protos, makes it through somehow. I don't know how he did it, but I think the skids touched the rope as the blades were cutting grass as he went underneath it. Yeah, there was no more distance between the skids and the rope, nor the blades and the ground. And he still got through it. Yeah, uh, that was impressive. Yeah, it was. It was really, really cool because we got a lot of people out there. Uh, we had people in chairs set up to watch it. Um, it was just, it was an awesome. It, 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 it's an event I'm going to do every Saturday afternoon from here on out. Like it's just going to be the Saturday afternoon competition. Yeah, and there was one other thing that happened after the limbo. Yeah, so. Florian started talking about auto rotation duration um, competition. Right. So, so just to backtrack uh, on the micro limbo, the the quad guy they agreed to to share the trophy, and uh, Chris Boltinghouse went home with a fee blade single that Mike stickered up for the competition prize. So hopefully he brings it out next year. And we can do the same thing and pass that torch on to somebody else. Yes. So <clears throat> the three D quad guy, he won't be allowed to enter anymore. Uh, <laughs> af <laughs> after the competition was over, and we have the rope, and it's you know it's hanging on the ground at this point. He's over there doing almost like pyro flipping TikTok over and around the rope, like just dancing around it going up underneath it back over back over pirouetting back over flip i was like but he actually had a battery so he could actually like drag it on the ground <laughs> underneath the rope it was really cool it was a really good really cool setup quad probably the best flying 30 quad i've ever seen 
Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so then Flurion decided to he wanted to do an auto rotation duration contest. So uh, Ralph was out there. So Ralph likes doing long, drawn out auto rotation stuff. So we talked him into competing. There was no prize. It was just they were doing a friendly competition. So we got out the stopwatches and timers. And and then at the last minute, Simon decides that he wants to play too. So so we have three people out there at this point. Uh, who went first? Florian went first. I think he got... Yes, he did. I don't know what the... I wish he had the piece of paper for that actual times. But I think it was like 35 for 29 seconds, the first one. It was right at 30 seconds for the first one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I believe that's right. It was right at 30 seconds for the first one. Which, And when you think about it, that's a pretty long auto. Definitely. Definitely was cool. And then Ralph went. I think Ralph only got like 23 or something. Something like that. And then, And then Simon went. And this is yeah. where it all went south fast. Yeah, Simon was struggling. So it's a little windy at this point. I mean, it's to the point where your normal flyers aren't flying. It's the wind's chucking at this point, which is good for auto rotation. So Simon goes up and does an auto, and did he bail out? I want. I don't. I don't think he bailed out. He, so he he did. He oh. did a couple. Okay. So and then at some point. He decides he thought it was a blade stop competition. <laughs> so he's flying at MSH Protos Nitro. Yes. And, you know, this these guys are flying 700. These aren't cheap machines. Simon dead ducks this thing in. I mean, it loses all head speed. There's no bailout. And this thing from 60, 70 feet up in the air just dead ducks into the ground. And if anybody's ever like had blades eject or something like that, it's almost the worst kind of crash to have is a dead duck crash from altitude. And this thing disintegrated. Yeah, it broke the frames. It broke the motor. <laughs> I, I broke the case, the, the crankcase, yeah. if I remember right. Yeah, the 105 crankcase was, was, was broken. I mean, the pipe was broken. The frames were broken. The blades, I mean, it was a rekit with, he lost the motor along the way. Yes. And the <laughs> pipe. And, I mean, it was every bit of a $1,500 crash. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it was... <laughs> yeah, so Simon's out at this point. <laughs> He's over there crying. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen Simon upset about a crash. He was upset. <laughs> So uh, Florian and Ralph went back up. I think Florian ended up pulling out a 38 second or something like that. Ended up Florian won the thing. So yeah, it was cool to watch. I think it's a cool competition we may do in the future, just because it doesn't take a ton of skill. It takes a little bit of balls because you can go higher, but then you can't see it. And I think it's a good competition to have. Anyway. It was awesome. It was yeah, awesome. I doubt that I ever do that competition. <laughs> it's just, it's so easy, but when it goes wrong in an auto rotation, it goes wrong. Yep. Like, there's no, like, oopsie type of thing. When it's wrong, it's it's wrong. 
It's kind of why I don't do auto rotations that much. <laughs> so then, so we have the we had the raffle b before this. The raffle went really good. Um, it was awesome to have. I was gonna pull up the Google Doc so we can thank some of the sponsors that we had. You there yet? Yeah, I'm getting there. Jeez, it's killing me. Good night. Oh, I think I actually moved it to. So I've got sponsor list 2021. Oh, okay. Did I? I have that on the new sheet, right? Anyway, um, we did the raffle. I tried to do it as fast as possible. As far as getting through everything, I I hate it when you go to a raffle and there's, you know. 40 prizes and you know it takes forever you know you're sitting there the whole time you know um, i gave away a lot of the the shirts and hats and pilot prizes throughout the day on s saturday i believe i went through gave about eight to ten pilot prizes away calling people's names and giving stuff away mm -hmm. so that was nice we got rid of a lot of the a lot of the shirts and swag and stuff like that uh as far as sponsor stuff, I would in some of the sponsors I reached out to and tried to get stuff from, and I didn't get anything from. Uh, again, I want to reiterate that, like, even if you give a shirt or keychains or you know something with your name on it, a hat, stickers, uh, even if they're small size shirts, those are really good to give to events because. A lot of kids end up with those shirts, those larges yep. and the smaller type shirts that you normally couldn't sell. Uh, we end up giving those away to kids and uh, people's wives or stuff like that. So definitely, if you didn't get involved, please get involved for the next event or the Ice House. Even if it's small stuff like swag and t-shirts or banners or anything like that, please, please you don't have to give full kits or blades or anything like that. Um, I want to have more of the more of the sponsors or the manufacturers in the hobby involved with this that weren't involved, even if it's small stuff. So on to the raffle. We our main prize was a Tron 5.5 by Fatboy Hobbies. That was given away as the main prize and they also gave us some um, like 10 sets of the rjx blades and ompm one uh, they helped out a lot with the event i uh, want to give a big thanks to them um, and then the second sponsor that was really good was a power batteries a power batteries gave us was it four or five or six batteries something like i believe that. so yeah it was it was it was a good a good deal uh, but, uh, sponsor list was was good. You want to run down it real quick? Sure. Just run the, the order may be completely out of order, just because that's how we documented it. So. All right. So, uh, uh, Fatboy Hobbies Tron, uh, and the the items that they gave away the uh, next RC Sim, and then uh, RC bearings and. Just something real quick about this one. Paul McIntosh with RC Bearings, he lives in Colorado. He has been to every event that Helly's over Apache Pass has had and also the uh, Ice House event. He is 
is pretty awesome. You know, he comes, he drives a long way and, and he always wants to support the event. I think he's just looking for a reason to go camping, but <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he would be, if we had a, a top tier sponsor, he would be a top tier sponsor in my book. If, if you're ever looking for bearings, go check out RC bearings, motor bearings. If, if you need to pick up a phone and call him, pick up a phone and call him, please check him out. He's helped us at our event for eons. Next. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I hear you. So that was almost a disaster. Maybe you should start recording sometime. <laughs> uh, luckily, luckily we didn't lose anything. It still says an hour and fifty-two minutes of recording. We had a little hiccup in the in the not Wi-Fi because I'm direct connected to the router. I had Zoom just pause on me. <clears throat> anyway, Paul McIntosh uh, definitely helps us out a lot for the event. Yes, he does. Look him up if you need bearings. RCBearings.com. So only fine heli, Shannon, uh, Shannon Turner, BK Designs, Burt Kammer, uh, Kyle Stacy, Jersey Modeler, uh, MKS Servos. MKS Servos, they sent uh, three tail servos, high-end tail servos, too, yeah. <laughs> which was awesome. A-Power a Batteries, Bluebird Servos. I don't really know a whole lot about them, but they sent... A uh, tail servo. Yeah. Did they just send the one? Yeah, it was just the one tail servo okay. that they sent. I actually was trying to get them to send uh, a full cyclet set, just because I I want to try out a cyclet set. Um, they're working on their website. They're gonna gonna, gonna segregate out heli section because when I went to their website, I, they have all the servos together, and I was like, I don't know what I would need for a helicopter, so they're. They have been, they're going to work on the website and check them out. Good. And then uh, expert servos, uh, they sent shirts and then on off uh, safe switch. Yeah, I've, I've never seen one of those. I, the the logo that Kyle Dahl had had one on it, I believe. Yeah, I actually have one of those. I didn't install it because the 580 doesn't really have a good place to put it on or to mount it but or did i maybe i did mount it i don't remember anyway uh i do have one of those switches and then arrow panda arrow panda actually donated quite a bit too they donated an axon a flight control unit and then they gave three uh discount codes for uh the first rc blades yeah that was that was a pretty good. Yes, it was. I think there was twenty or thirty percent off, and the blades, the first RC seven hundred blades, are only like ninety five dollars yeah, or something like right. that. Right, and they have colored blades now. You can get orange and red and yellow, and definitely check them out. They're and so cool blades now. We had a great turnout as far as uh, <laughs> sponsors, and you know something that I've noticed this year, and and I, I've got a tip my hat to Richard. He worked hard at getting a lot of these 
I helped with some of them, but Richard really dialed in the and and Mike. And and honestly, the Helis over Apache Pass was a joint effort. It wasn't just done by one person. But Richard Richard has taken on the load of being the event organizer. I'm the CD of the event, but Richard's the event organizer, and so he's the boss. He's the boss. And Kenny takes Kenny takes all the credit, and then. I do all the grunt work. No, no, no. <laughs> I am administrative. That's that's how I was told to the other day. But Richard's the boss. <laughs> I, it was a good team. It was a good effort, and it was a great turnout. And if you compare to years past, uh, the uh, I've always had the event the first week of April. This time we did it the first week of May, and and it paid off. So it was a good time. Great time. Don't miss 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely like some of the sponsors that we had. Hold on. All right. <clears throat> Halfway through. So that, yeah, I, I actually need to order some of those A power batteries. Need to get. Off my button order. I've already got some. And then, so after after the raffle and after the competition stuff, uh, so Saturdays used to be the time to night flyer and time to show up. So we were going to do a, a Saturday night raffle, night fly, but um, af- after the raffle, pretty much everybody leaves at this point. Not everybody, but most people leave. So people left, and it was windy as all get out. So. I decided at that point that I'm not going to fly anymore, and I've worked my butt off all week, and I'm going to enjoy some adult brev- beverages at this point. And something happened. Somebody broke out some moonshine. <laughs> and at some point, I don't know what happened. We had a table full of bourbon at at, at some point. I don't, I don't know if, if we had a competition that started or... <laughs> We we had some unicorn bourbon competition going yeah. on where people pulled out some some unicorn bourbon and they were like, "Oh, really? You think that's good? Let me let me go back in my trailer." <laughs> yeah, it was a it was epic. At some point Saturday night, I don't know what time. I think it was pretty early, not early, but I think it was twelve one a.m. or something like that. Last thing I remember is crawling on all four, trying to like get to a trailer. <laughs> and I think Matt uh, helped me to to Mike's trailer, and that's about all I remember. The next thing I remember is it's Sunday morning, and I was gonna sleep late. I had already decided I'm gonna. I have nowhere to go. I have nothing to do. Sunday I'm gonna sleep late, and I wake up at eight ten in the morning, and it's raining. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm just laying there in bed going Really? Can it can it get any any better at this point? And I hear somebody saying, Hey Richard, all your helicopters are still out on the table <laughs> And at that point I'm laying in bed going, Oh my god. I'm so hungover. Well that was what, what happened? <laughs> I heard the rain. I actually I heard it starting to to thunder and so I got up and I went outside and it was getting dark and 
Richard's models, his chargers, it is laid <laughs> out over everything. Yeah, that was and, that was my biggest problem with the and so I'm trying to I start picking up some stuff. It's not raining yet. And I start picking up some stuff and then it, I felt a sprinkle. And then I felt another one and another one and another one. And then it's a really, really, really light rain. And I said, okay, this isn't going to work. So I go over there and bang on Mike's uh, trader because some of his stuff is out. And, and I'm a nice guy and everything, and I'll do anything I can to help somebody out. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, this is just too much stuff. <laughs> 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 and i banged on the trailer and i said mike it is it's starting to rain out here you guys need to come out here and help <laughs> and uh man there it was just in time we he came out it took richard a little bit to, to get motivated <laughs> yeah i had to i had to put it back in two-wheel drive instead of four-wheel drive and that was and the by the time richard got up uh, most of his stuff was up except for the chargers. Richard did his chargers. And now it's raining outside now. And I look off to my left and there's a logo 550 and it's sitting underneath a table and it and it's just pouring down rain. Yeah. Anybody want a logo 550? And these guys, none of them are around and I just said, well, crap, I'll just walk out there and grab it. So I did. Hopefully it wasn't damaged or anything, but no, it got a little no. wet. Yeah, yeah, it was. God, I was so mad. I you can't, you can't fathom how pissed I was. I mean, I'm walking around again at Apache Pass in my suit, shoes, soaking wet, just head to toe, and then I realized, crap, I've got to take these damn light towers back. So I was like, okay, let me find some ice, get me a coat, <clears throat> get me a glass, get the vehicle back over there, get my stuff, go take the stupid light tower. So I hook up the light towers and we finally figure out what we're going to do and who's going to take what, where, and so forth and so on. So I take one back to Mike's house. And Mike's house is probably about, he's probably the closest one out of our group. He's probably about 50 minutes away. So I'm almost back to his house, and I'm just following GPS. I've been to his house before, but I'm just GPS driving. I turn left, and I'm getting close, maybe like, you know, two minutes away. <clears throat> and I'm doing 40 miles an hour, you know, and I make a turn, and I cross a railroad track somehow at about 40 miles an hour on, on a hill. And the next thing I know, I hear that hitch just dragging the ground behind me. <laughs> So somehow I found a way to pop off the hitch. Yeah, it's called not latching it. No, it was latched. Oh, the whole thing was latched. Okay, well then that's called an inch and seven-eighths ball versus a two-inch. Yeah, so I popped that damn thing off of it, and it's dragging behind me. But I've, I wouldn't say I've done this before, but I've been here before. I know not to slam on the brakes at this point. you know. <clears throat> so I, I, I coast up to a stop. And at this point, I, I can almost see Mike's house at this point. I'm I'm almost a turn away. So I get out of the vehicle and I look. I'm like, okay, nothing's really damaged, nothing crazy. So I go to pick this thing up and I'm like, holy crap, I can't pick this up. Like, 
the hitch on this thing's heavy as hell. Like, I can't, I can't do this. So I'm like, okay, it's it's got jacks on it, you know, to level it. So I try to pull one of those out, and I can't, there's not enough room. I'm like, son of a gun. So I get my spare tire jack out, and you know how on these cars they got a really good jack system, mm-hmm. correct? They're awesome. Whoever designed them kind of needs punched in the balls. <laughs> so I got this thing out, and I wedged it up underneath the tongue of this trailer, and I'm turning it like a half a turn at a time, and I finally get it up off the ground uh, almost enough, right? And I get the, the one of the legs on the trailer down, and I get it jacked up. So I, I've, I've got it pretty high now. I got my jack out. I got it pretty high. So I'm back in the truck end to put it back on the ball, and... And I didn't have it quite high enough, and I hit hit the trailer, and the whole trailer drops to the ground again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Oh, so I go through the whole process all over again. The second time, I make sure it's high enough, and I finally get it hitched up, get it dropped at Mike's house, and finally head back out there. And I, so I got caught with the light tower jinx. Um, Every year, somebody but, gets caught. I mean. <laughs> But you're lucky. That one didn't really cost you any money. It just cost you a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. The one that I did cost me about, well, I won't talk about that. It was just expensive. Yeah. So in the whole time I'm, I'm pulling this light tower both directions, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm looking for the monkey in the closet. I'm like, where are you at? <laughs> What's going to happen? How 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 am I going to get hit? You know, I'm I'm driving five miles underneath the speed limit. <laughs> I am checking all my mirrors. Where and then finally it bit me. <laughs> <laughs> so we get back out to the field. Mike gets his trailer drop. I get my trailer drop. We get all that done. Get back out to the field and start packing stuff up. And I've got stuff laid out. So I don't own an RV or a trailer. I've got buddies with RVs and trailers. And after four days, I think I slept two nights in Jason's trailer, one night in Mike's trailer. I never had my own canopy top because I used that for um, the mic station and pilot music station type of thing. So I've got stuff scattered in three trailers. I was Half my stuff was in Kenny's trailer, Mike's trailer, Jason's trailer. I had stuff scattered out. So I spent the next two hours trying to just organize and pile my stuff up in one spot. (laughs) So we finally get everything piled up. Everybody pretty much left at this point. Carrie and I are the last ones. We walk the field. Uh, If anybody goes to an event, you never ran an event, never been to an event. Please pick up all your trash, your zip ties. People think, people think we're stupid. People think, oh, there's no way. I'm telling you, we do this. Carrie and I walk the field three times. And when I say we walk the field, we both stand next to each other and we walk in a line just like you're mowing the grass. And we pick up every zip tie, every beer bottle cap, every single piece of plastic that you can see we pick up every time we leave an event. So just as a note, think about it. Everybody did a really, really good job. We found... A little bit of stuff, but nowhere near what we used to find. I, everybody did a superb job cleaning up. Uh, my hat's off to everybody that came to the event. 
there was very little that we found. So, yeah, good job. Yep, it was a great time, and yeah, it was on Sunday. Whenever I got, whenever I left, it was Mike left, and then I left, and then uh, you and and Carrie were about an hour later, I think. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie, I was trying to get Carrie just to leave because he was packed up, but he he said I had a pile of stuff because I've I've got a I've got a space shuttle re-engineer how I'm going to pack all the stuff back in my car at this point, and I've got just a pile of stuff just scattered around my vehicle. <laughs> but Carrie, Carrie stayed there and helped me a little bit, and we finally got all my stuff packed up and everything good, and we both left at the same time. I think it went back up to the Conics to. Uh, to double check on some stuff and actually got really lucky uh, on some stuff that was wet still that we had packed up and got that dried out and all put back up. So then we left. It was the field just as good as it was before we came, which is the way we want to leave it for the landowner. Yes, most definitely. But definitely appreciate everybody that came out. It was a hell of a good time. Just a hell of a good time. I think that's all I have for it. I mean, it was it was a good memory I'll have for the rest of my life. It was fun. Absolutely. You did a good job, Richard. Yeah, it was it wasn't hard. It it just it's there's always a couple of things you got to run through and and ignore. <laughs> People really don't know what it takes to put one of these on until they actually do it. I've been doing the, I've done the majority of them this year with everything that I've had going on. I just, I finally told these guys, I need some help. <laughs> and, and so Richard stepped up and him and I worked together in the beginning. And then I told Richard, I said, it's yours, Bubba. <laughs> you can have the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. We ended up getting Sloan to help with the flyer stuff and Mike helped out with getting some sponsorship stuff and, Carrie helped out with cleanup and setups and yeah, I actually I forgot I I didn't mean to leave Sloan off. He he did the flyers, which was a tremendous amount of help because that's what we were sending to people to to get uh, sponsors. Yeah, and we were posting on Facebook, yeah. and so, I kept we kept changing it, and we'd have X, Y, or Z sponsor, and then I can't get the product from them, and then okay, you need to change this or take this person off or add this and. It was it was every every two days I was, hey, can you change this? Can you, hey, can you add this person? Hey, can you do this? And he was spot on. Yeah, Sloan did a great job emailing it. We kept posting it. It was, it was awesome, possums. Definitely, if you want to be an event sponsor, please get with me or Kenny. Uh, we're gonna have Oktoberfest. Not well, not Oktoberfest. Ice myself. house. If you want to be an event sponsor, please get get with me or Kenny. We're going to have the Ice House coming up in early November this yes. year. So that that event has almost what two, three, four hundred people or something yeah. like that. I mean, this is a ginormous event. This is this is a uh, null size starting to get to a null size event. Uh, our sponsor list is is large. And if you want to be a sponsor for that, please let Keener I know we need the help on the helicopter side of this event for um, just showing face at this point. Um, the airplane guys have large 
sponsorships and planes and I want to get more of the helicopter stuff. Um, I'm going to be over that event on the helicopter side. So please get with me. It's a big event. Yes, sir. That's all for the event. Uh, what's new? I did see that Aeropanda does have the colored blades in stock. I did check that out. So if you want to try them, they look really cool. I saw a couple guys had them on like a, like a raw yellow. And he had the yellow first blades. That looked really cool. Uh, for events, there's a 4th of July event. Uh, it's a invite only. So if you're up in the Wichita Falls area, let me know. And I'll get the link out to you. It's kind of an invite only type event. I'm going to try to make it. <clears throat> I don't know what my work schedule is going to be like at that point, but if I'm off, I'm definitely, I'm probably going to go to that. I'm going to, it's about a four hour drive, five hour drive. So yeah, I'm going to try to go to that one. Uh, videos. Ralph did a hell of a good job at the helis over Apache pass video. Um, Oh, we forgot to mention that Renee came down um, with his Red Bull heli. Yeah, and that thing's got a pretty lengthy history to it. Yeah, I we actually need to just get him on and just do a whole show about that helicopter. I I I think that's what we're going to do. We're just going to do a whole show just about that helicopter, and I think that that would do it justice yes. at this point. Um, I I don't know how to explain it, but this is a. This is a duplicate of the Red Bull uh, 3D helicopter. I call it 3D. It's a, the Red Bull. The full-scale Red Bull. Full-scale Red Bull. These are. This is a duplicate. There's only two of them made. They were custom-made. The detailing is uh, top gun level at this point. Um, it's just I could sit here and talk about it for the next hour, but I'd rather get Renee on here at some point and actually do it justice at that point. Yes. But it's in the it's it it's in the video for the show notes for the heli it's over Apache Past. Ralph did a superb job on this video. It's kinda long. It's about twenty five or thirty minutes long. But it shows the limbo. It does it does justice to the event and I definitely want to thank Ralph Bucci for taking the time and effort and doing it for us. I'll have that in the show notes. Definitely give give that a watch. I actually may watch it again later buying and selling i may i'm i'm gonna sell the gowie x7 fc if anybody wants it let me know it's not crashed i modified the frames i'll give you the 3d print file for the esc tray and i can shove another one out to the printer if you need the gowie i got from kenny that i traded it's a gowie it's an x5 x5 version v2 this thing's new in package. It still has the saran wrap on it. I haven't opened it. I haven't fondled it. <laughs> if anybody wants one, let me know. It's definitely on the chopping block at this point. I don't know what I'm going to buy, what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm probably going to end up with an M2 after this weekend since they have a 10% off sale. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't decided if 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 I think I can get that thing to fly the way I want or not. It's 
don't know. We'll see. I need to look at my budgets. Uh, Kenny's selling. Uh, what are you? What are you selling here? Fataba eighteen SC. So, I really don't know what the going prices on these are, but <laughs> you may be getting a deal. He may be ripping you off. <laughs> it's in excellent condition. And when I say excellent, I'm, I, it truly is in excellent condition. Um, 550 bucks is what I'm looking for. I looked them on tower and I know that they, they go from, for, uh, what I'm asking right now is about half price and I know there's discounts out there and, uh, but if anybody's interested in 18 SC, uh, look me up. Yep. Or email me at the show. Yes, and I'll email Richard. Get you I'll get you linked uh, up with you. And uh, Richard can give you my cell phone number. I have no problems with that whatsoever. And uh, and let's make a deal. I'm ready to get rid of this. Trades are welcome. <laughs> no, I don't want to trade. I just need cash. I, I have. I need project money. <laughs> project money. Yes. That's cool. I think that's all I have, man. It's, I mean, we'll we'll try to get into some show topics. Definitely want to. I I definitely like the Renee idea. Get him on here and get him talking about the helicopter. Do it justice at this point. It was an awesome event. It's good to be back on. It's good to get Kenny back on here. Oh, other podcasts. So I'm I'm gonna move this order around a little bit. Um. Obviously, top of the list is Free Fall with Kevin, Steve, Andy, and Ian. Uh, Ian's just a ball of fun. I love listening to him and hearing him laugh all the time. It's just, the laughter is just so, so good. Um, second on the list, I'm going to move RC Scrap Paul up to the top on this one. Um, if you haven't listened to this, go get a beer, go get a six-pack, and sit down. They're going to banter and talk. Um, there's helicopter guys, are 3D airplane guys. These guys are just a ball of fun. I believe I've listened to an episode one time, and I thought I thought I drank more than them during the episode. And I'm not sure who actually won the drinking battle, but it was. There's just a ball of fun to listen to them. Um, they do have a spinoff episode called Nuts and Bolts that they try to go more in depth on topics instead of just a ranting and raving and bullshitting around. So check both of them out. Have you even listened to that yet? Can I you? haven't. So you have a little bit of a drive now, so I do. you need to, you need to download it and listen to them. Um, they're just a ball of fun. There's, there's nothing else I can say about it is they let it all hang out and they barely edit it and whatever it is they is. And they send it. It's, it's just a ball to listen to. And they've they've got a bunch of episodes. They were doing it weekly for a while there. Until they took a little bit of a break. But check them out. Helihead Show is Kids Up, Yard Sale. I think they switched that. Anyway. I'll not do the names because I'm going to screw it all up. Heliheads, Skids Up, BK, Telerotor, Inverted Down Under. Inverted Down Under? I haven't had one in a while. I need to send them a message and like egg them on a little bit rc element with todd bill and youtube channel um definitely there's a bunch of videos on run rider if you want to go check those out 
think that's about it. If I'm missing anybody, shoot me an email if you have a podcast and you listen to this and I'm leaving you out of the loop or something. Yell at me. Send me a message. I'll add, add you to the list. We want people to know what all other podcasts are out there. I think there's like a round table. I actually need to update this list. There's a round table one. There's some airplane ones. I'm cool with adding whoever. I just start making a long list and get people added into this. If you want to contact me, it's HoudiniRCHelly at gmail.com. And if you want to contact me, it's RCNuts at gmail.com. Or shoot me a message on Facebook or something like that, and we'll see. That's about all I have, guys. You guys stay in the box. Don't escape. Have fun. Have a great week, and until next time. Later. See ya. So you want to hear a funny thing? What's that? <laughs> now that I'm done with the actual podcast, we can snake in some outtakes on this one. <laughs> so I got all these pallets of grass in, right? And I finally got my grass mowing. And I don't have a dirt mud mound. It's just have grass everywhere mm-hmm. now. It's, it's not everywhere, but it's better than it was. So I went. I had to mow the grass last week. You know, I put on my mowing shoes. You know, the old last. You know, the old pair of shoes right. that you don't wear anymore because they kind of wore out. So I put them on and mow the grass and you know shake them off the next day and i was like yeah you know i would always stand on the back porch and crap like that and always worried about spiders getting in them so i i this time i was like let me shake them all off let me put them in the shop so i put them next to my wall next to my refrigerator here so i come in this week after work i'm like what the hell stinks in my shop i was like it doesn't smell like beer in here it's funky I'm like, what the hell is the freaking I mean, I, I'm I'm walking around kind of sniffing. I'm like, something dying in this damn place. And I'm walking around and I was like, what the hell. So every day when I get home from work, I have a nine pack of Miller Lite with a screw top cans that I crack the top and I fill it full of ice when I'm at the convenience store. So when I get home, I got cold beer. So, but it always leaks, right? Because sometimes i'll take them out put them in the fridge when i get home sometimes i just set them down but then i got this puddle of water on the floor well it's like a great idea this week well i'll just set them on top of my shoes so so i've got wet lawnmower shoes that have had water sitting inside my shop at 80 degrees plus nice (laughs) so they fermented (laughs) boy they fermented good (laughs) Them bitches are back outside now. <laughs> I mean, it was like a weird funk. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't put a, I couldn't put my finger on it. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Whew. Yeah, man, it was stinky. Yeah, I was out I was mowing like, the yard today, and uh, I guess you know, neighborhood dogs they get into your yard, and anyway, I stepped in a landmine. And I didn't know I did, and it was fresh. <laughs> Poop patrol. Yes. Oh my goodness. And that stuff doesn't come off your shoes. Like you just can't go shake shake that shit off. It's yeah, it's just that bad. poop on your shoe gets get getting every nook and cranny. Yep. You pretty much need to take it to a pressure washer and just 
pressure wash them off and hang them up and dry them out. Yeah, so plan is to fix the Oxy-3 this week. Oxy-3 needs fixed. And Segway flying needs to happen this week since it's not Yeah, I need to get started back on the... I've got the stuff to finish it. Um, I'm probably going to put that on the Tyrannus radio with a nice. Uh, brain. Nice. And actually, I was thinking about ordering a new brain. Oh, yeah? You let me know how that goes and I'll order one, too. <laughs> What's that? A brain. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, and then I'm going to work on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this print file. I've got it in the cart right now. And download this file so I can start printing out this sky crane. So if you're going to do... At least get the first pieces. If you're going to do outtake, okay? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the, the... There, I'm just going to snake out. Okay. Yes, I know. All right. I got your back. Thank you. I got your back. Oh, it's freaking hot in here. Jesus. Ow. Yeah, I was I was thinking about I'm gonna hold out. I'm gonna hold out and see what happens in the market. We'll see. I wanna buy something, but I don't know. I wanna buy something cool. I was I was hoping that what uh, Kyle Stacy was flying new helicopter was going to be a, a raw five five, but it's a nitro. It's a yeah. Nitro they took a picture. Raw. He posted a picture on it. Yeah, they posted the specs on it. It's definitely cool, but God, I mean, I get it. That's where the money is. That's where people. That's where the profit margin is. But can we can we help out the middle class here? Yeah. <laughs> How about how about some nice five fifties? Not not a five eighty. Let's you know, let's get a nice five fifty back on the market. I'm I'm cool with the five sixties. Well, there's let's, the let's let's get some five fifties on this thing. They haven't. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that gave yeah. So that's I'm holding. Yeah. Anyway, off the record, that's what I'm holding out on. Well, if they can get. Oh yeah, it's a superb heli. Yeah. It's super light as light as hell. It's all on board. Yep. Make it look a little bigger. Anyway, I don't know. I just might throw my shit back in this Agile five point five and fly the piss out of it. I don't know. It's just I can't get rid of the seven point two. They're not worth anything. The five 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 is not worth anything. I ain't got no money in either one of them. If I crash them, they're pretty much done. Like. They're unicorned out at this point. All the KDS stuff is all unicorn. Yes. But I'm going to keep them. I don't, I don't mind keeping a unicorn 700, but we'll see. I don't think I'm going to be able to sell the galley. I don't think anybody's interested in. Yeah, it's, there's there's no there's no hype on it. It's a great heli. Flies superb. I think I'm just going to switch to the point where I'm going to fly it like an oxy, and if it goes in, take all the electronics out, put them, put them in a bag for the next heli. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to fly that. something that big like an oxy. I know that's it, my it would scare the problem. crap out of me. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Is but if but if but if I can make that mental, if I can make that mental like changeover, obviously I can't do it with people at the field or like a whole bunch of people, but if I can make that switch. 
mentally, my flying may take a jump. Right. Or I might damn kill myself. I have no idea. <laughs> well, don't do that. I don't know which would happen. No, 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 no. If I kill myself, it'll be with the M1. <laughs> <laughs> Still need to figure out why that M1 flies so much damn better than the M2. That just... Yep. I just don't get, I just don't get it. Just don't get it. All right, I'll let you go. I'll drop this record out and do some edits. And now I have something to work on this week, I guess. Sounds good. Well, hopefully. I'll let you know. But have fun at your work. Yay. All right, man. Bye. Bye. In the call. In meeting for all.